This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I'm RJ Baylong. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week we're looking after the sick, learning life lessons about how to be nice. As we watch Spine 159 of the Criterion Collection, Akira Kurosawa's Red Beard from 1965. But first, Mm. RJ, Mm? how, how are you this unending long day oh, fuck i'm tired man yeah I've had, I've had a week you know how people say that in like a funny way they're like man has it been a week <laughs> hot dog it has been hot dog it's been a week i don't know i'm uh i'm tired it, it got it was really nice for a couple days and now it's like dark and dreary again and it's cold again and it, i think it really bummed everyone out we were like oh vitamin d finally and then the sun went away and we're like no now we're depressed again S-A-D, yeah. man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I slept like over eight hours last night and I'm just like still bagged. I know, right? Like it shouldn't be like that, should it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it shouldn't be. It but, shouldn't be like but that. It, but it is. But it just, is. Just that time of the year, I guess. Am I right? Yeah. We got, we got a funny uh, YouTube comment uh, just this morning uh, on our Twin Peaks retrospective uh, super, super episode saying like, hey, I'd, who knew that Bob and Doug McKenzie were such Twin Peaks fans or something <laughs> like that? Do we do that a lot? I don't know. So I think I, I mentioned before when we went to Colorado in the fall and uh, I went into full like FUBAR. I don't even know what it was. Like, I don't think I talk like that in real life, but there were so many buds and buddies. And he's like, oh, hey, bud. Out for a rip there, eh? And, uh, like, even Andrew's like, what are you doing? And I was like, what? And she's like, why are you talking like that? I was like, talking like what? What's she talking about for? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. We've had enough comments on it that I guess it's true. Maybe. But I always go back to that one where the person's like, you have the thickest Albertan accent I've ever heard. And I was like, where are you from? And they're like, Alberta. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't. I think it's. I don't even know. I don't do it intentionally. But when I'm around certain people, I think my uh, my speech mm-hmm. is changed into how I feel, and I drop a lot of buds, <laughs> and a lot of dirty dangles, and a lot of uh, all sorts of for the boys and things like that. But, but like no one talks like that except for you. Like, there's. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. I know some guys who talk. Hockey guys talk like that sometimes. Yeah, that's like the. I don't know. The lingo uh, of the so, hockey someone, world. People just need to listen to like a Todd McFarlane uh, interview, and mm-hmm. they'll they'll understand that that I, that is the that is the thickest hoser accent I've ever heard. Like you from know, like a I, famous person, I guess. From a famous person, yeah. You know what I think it is? Have you ever seen Letter Kenny? Mm, the Canadian show? No. It's it's really good. It's it's quite popular. When we were in the states, it's like the new Trailer Park Boys because well, people are always that like, was, uh, "I thought that was Shit Creek." No, no, no. Uh, Letter Kennedy is way better than Trailer Park but, Boys. But, Trailer Park Boys is like seedy in a motel in like a dirty town. But uh, Letter Kenny's not like dirty people like Trailer Park Boys. But I would say that's a better representation than uh, Shit's Creek. And Shit's Creek's fine. I've seen a couple. It's not yeah, bad. It's got that Eugene Levy. It does have that. And that Dan Levy. Tour de Force, father and son duo. Did you know that? Uh, I did not. Well, now you do. You know what I also did not know until like the other day when Corey messaged me this, but uh, he what? he pointed out that uh, Jared Harris, actor, is the son of Richard Harris. Uh, I guess most famously in my mind is uh, English Bob and Unforgiven. 
And I was oh. just like, holy shit, that's it's so obvious now, considering they have the same last name, and they do basically sound the same, yeah. like voice-wise. Did, well, but. did you know that Kirsten Ritter is John Ritter's daughter? I don't know even know who that is. Dude, I brought this up as a funny joke like two weeks ago. It's not it's I, Jessica I still, Jones, man. I still don't know. I still don't know. Whatever. Whatever, Jared. See, my gold is wasted on you. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I don't know who these people are, these actors with names. Selfish. They, they ought to be uh, old British people for me to care. I think it's just you're selfish. If it's not Haystacks the Wrestler, then Bring, you're not interested. Brings me back to my colonial roots. And yeah, Haystacks. What's his, uh, is that his full name? I thought there was more to it. Like, oh, there's Giant Haystacks. Mm-hmm. That's That's one of the guys. And there's Big Daddy. Mm. Yeah, Wasn't that, that your nickname in high school? Uh, that's for me to know and you to find out, buddy. I will. Yeah. I know how to use a phone book. I can call some people. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anywho. What's your week like? Did you say or no? Uh, I don't. I just said it was long and I'm tired. You've been D&Ding a lot, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, I did a little bit of D&D. Have you quit yet? Nah, man. Things are just heating up. I'm getting people mm-hmm. turned on to the new system, Dungeon Crawl Classic. So this is the real deal then? Oh, yeah. This is real deal. Are you still drawing? Yeah. Oh, so you're keeping up with that too? Yeah, drawing. So are we looking at a new man? D, D, all the Ds, drawing in Dungeons and Dragons. What about dumps? Well, I was, was going to get to that. Oh, oh, those things come after. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, at the new place I'm working at, someone has been mutilating the bathroom the why? staff bathroom why are they doing I that i don't know i don't know why, and like well, actually they, why why are you telling me this <laughs> well i i don't know because it bugs me and i go in there and i'm like oh man and like you know maybe they have some sort of condition and it's not their fault that's fine but it uh you know i don't like bathrooms and when you go in a bathroom that you have to like you're like i gotta go to the bathroom really bad and you walk in there and you're just like oh someone else had to go really bad too Anyways, is there the trace warmth though? Uh, I don't, I don't uh, do sitters at uh, in the public. Oh, I'm I a home baser. I, I see. I know how to control my body, yeah. and I do private things on private time. I see. Except for number ones, those happen all day. Absolutely. Yep. Hey RJ. Yeah. We have emails. Oh yeah, what kind of emails do we have this week? First up. We've got Oliver Granger back in the oh. saddle. Ooh, what's he into? Uh, his uh, subject header, I believe, was corpse, corpses and capes. Ooh, baby! So we're getting some clapbacks so, here. Yeah, we got some. Uh, thro- yeah, some some responses to uh, mm-hmm. soon to be infamous uh, corpse, uh, our first hate mailer into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Oliver begins, Corpse's top 10 can only be forgiven if he is a 16-year-old edgy teen, but he must mm. be with a name like Corpse. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. And uh, I would love to watch Capes. I think Frank and I should do a Capes Creeps episode where we review it. I would like to hear that too. Yeah. Quite a bit. Everyone would love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Is that all Oliver had to say? That's it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that he addressed this 16-year-old thing. I can, mm-hmm. I think it paints a uh, a vivid picture. And uh, I think that Oliver and Frank and any other Patreons could start a side cast uh, that all the profits go towards us 
but they're just talking about us and like really laying it on how good we are yeah. and how attractive I am and how Jared is a, a, a human over there. Yep. Yeah. All those things. Very true things. Pretty true. Pretty true indeed. Well, that's nice to hear from Oliver. Yeah. And then corpse. Res- oh no. Corpse sent a follow up email. <laughs> oh no. Sup you creepy fucks. Uh-oh. Your friendly neighborhood corpse here, ready to smear my special flavor of love and happiness all over your eyes and ear holes. But oh, don't worry. Oh. I've taken my meds today, and I'm in a much more pleasant mood. I'm thinking oh. that months and months of hearing your hot takes had me a little fired up last time, but I'm mm. better now. My butt is no longer hurt. Oh, well, that's nice. Also, I don't think you are truly a creep until you've received your first hate mail. So you are welcome. True. Frank, for me, helping you in reaching that milestone in your podcasting career. Mm? I don't know. There's some there's some grammar things going on, but I think he's saying, you're welcome, Frank. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, so he's he's saying that he was helping. Yeah. He's also helping oh, Frank yeah, out. Yes, I think so. Yeah. That's true. It, you're not the same until you've been told that you are uh, a big idiot on the internet. That's true. We, we got yeah. that like right off the bat. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, moving on. In the last episode, RJ mentioned his boner for the Detective Pikachu trailer, and this got me thinking. What other, if any, 2019 releases are you guys looking forward to most? There are some promising remakes and sequels coming out that have me creaming in my panties. Oh, no. Pet Cemetery 2. uh, Mm. Or whatever. The remake? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It Chapter 2. Iron Sky 2. What the fuck is that? Uh, (laughs) a, a, A new Terminator... John Wick 3 mm-hmm. and 3 from Hell to name a couple. There's also I don't know 3 from Hell. I don't I don't know. Um, okay, sorry, keep going. There's also some original fare to get excited about, like us, the man who killed Oof. Hitler, and then the Bigfoot, Bright Burn, and the New Mutants. I don't know if that New Mutants movie is ever coming out. Uh, obviously, I'm only scratching the surface, but what are you got, your guys' thoughts on those future releases or any others that I didn't mention that are on your radar? Um, so first off... I think we, we, we kind of like touched upon this last week because uh, Frank yeah. asked us about like what we're excited about. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what's coming out. And uh, of these movies mentioned, Pet Cemetery. I guess it's like new Stephen King, so I'm mm-hmm. sure that we'll be going to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it Chapter Two, Stephen King. It's the follow up. Mm-hmm. We'll probably be going to see that. Yes. I don't. I don't know what Iron Sky One was. Uh, I think isn't that that movie about zombies on the moon? Is that what that was? Like Nazi, or it's like Nazis on the moon? Is that what? It's that something was? like yeah, that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Terminator, I think, is a sadly dead franchise. Like, those last couple movies have been terrible. Um, So, yeah, not so much jazz about that. John Wick 1 was more than enough for me. Uh, Mm. And what what is 3 from Hell? Guess what, Jared? It's your close personal friend, Robert Zombie's remake to the movie. Oh, that's what it's actually called. The Devil's Rejects, which (laughs) they always joked would never happen because they died. And then they now they're making it. And now they made it, and it's Shit. called Three from Hell. Well, that's cool. I guess I'll probably see that at some point. Yeah, you uh, will. Yep, because you still haven't seen Devil's Rejects, right? I don't care about Rob Zombie. Come on. Uh, the Man Who Killed Hitler. Isn't that Sam Elliott? Is that? I think so. Okay. Uh, and, and, and then there's this one called Then the Bigfoot. 
right? Oh no, so that that's one movie. It's the man who killed Hitler, then the Bigfoot. Oh, it's one movie with Sam. I, see, I, I understand. Okay, I have yeah. heard about that. Okay, now that you said it that way, um, okay. Let I, me let me see. I don't know yeah, what's that's out. what that's genre. Out. I think of this that's movie like is. I think people have seen that, or like people have been talking about it. Well, there's lots of movies that are out, like how yeah. uh, Dragged Across Cron- Concrete is out. Everywhere except for Canada. Yeah, that's why it was not watched by either of us this past week, unlike all you other VODing sons of bitches mm-hmm. in, in America. It's, uh, it's not available up here, guys, and not, yeah, not for an, a whole month. Yeah, and it'll be out on Blu-ray at the end of April, but maybe it'll mm-hmm. uh, pop up in the next few weeks. Who knows? Brightburn, RJ, refresh my memory. It sounds familiar. That's uh, your buddy, um, what's his face? James Gunn? Uh, that's his like horror superhero movie where it's like, what if Superman was a psychopath? It's getting strong buzz, Jarrett. Oh man. I don't know. I think, I don't know about that. And so New this, Mutants, like, and New Mutants, I don't think is ever coming out because that thing's been delayed like for years. But. It was supposed to come out a, like a year ago already. Yeah, oh, I, I think. I mean, the idea of it's like interesting, I guess, but like, yeah, I yeah. don't know. I, that seems like it's like not happening. So this man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot, it's tagged as a drama sci-fi. Yeah. So I would have expected it to be a comedy, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, a friend of the show has watched it already. So maybe they can email in and let us know. Oh, shit. If they're listening. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Movies coming out this year. I, I got one. I actually, after we recorded, I actually thought about one movie that I, I am legitimately legitimately excited for. And I think you are too. Oh. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. I think that looks real good. That trailer's very nice, but. Yeah. Uh, Mike Daughtry. Uh, yeah, Krampus sucked. Mm. Yeah, but did you like Trick or Treat? It was fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I thought uh, I thought Trick or Treat was uh, good, and I thought Krampus was fine. So I think the, the Godzilla stuff, everything I've seen of it so far, that is my real answer. I I do. I am looking forward to those Pokemons, uh, but uh, the Godzilla looks really good. The Actually, so the, the one movie I am looking forward to that comes out this week, The Beach Bum. Mm, by your buddy. My my close personal friend Harmony Korn, starring mm. Matthew McConaughey. I wonder if he's gonna be good in that though, because I feel like he could be a guy that could break that movie. I think with his presence. I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping. I got high hopes. <laughs> well, we all got high hopes, Jarrett. No. Well, it was nice to have some positive spin. Oh, I'm not, we're not done yet, RJ. Oh, there's oh a second okay. question. Uh-oh. Again, sparked by the Detective Pikachu trailer, what were your guys' thoughts on the Pokemon Go craze that hit the world a few years ago? I'm mm-hmm. sure RJ caught them all, so I guess this question is more directed at Jarrett. Were you out there hitting the gyms, or did you avoid <laughs> that phenomenon? Um, well, I remember Pokemon Go hitting like a freight train uh, during mm-hmm. that summer, uh, working at uh, the old comic book shop. And uh, everybody was just walking around like zombies. All these people Mm -hmm. like, you know, about eight years younger than me. And then this whole window, people just like catching them all, walking around with their battery packs connected to their 
like bodies with external batteries. It was really weird because I have like zero affinity toward Pokemon. I've never played a Pokemon game in my life. I've never, I, I've only seen, I saw the Pokemon movie because uh, I was an extra body to get more Mewtwo cards uh, for the store. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I saw that and that's about it. And uh, yeah. I think there's still people who do play Pokemon Go. It's it's far more popular still now than I would have ever would have guessed. But mm-hmm. it's uh, that's where that's where I'm at. And I do recall you, RJ, and Andrea walking around catching them all that summer uh, for, for, she, for a spell. She wasn't. Uh, I did for a week, uh, but that was it. Uh, so when it came out, it was it was hard not to get into it a little bit because it was like this big i don't know it was like a cultural fad almost and it went around and i tried for a week and then i kind of got tired of it which is i think is what a lot of people did uh and then i never thought about it again but i do i still do see people doing that quite a bit quite a bit it was i don't know i i got nothing against it the people <laughs> like you know it's not i don't think it's one of those toxic things where uh the people who are involved of it in it just like make me depressed Mm -hmm. but uh i don't know it's probably good for you go outside and walk around (laughs) see see i do that anyway yeah but you could be catching the pokemons while you're out there i suppose yeah i suppose the pokies and the mons and the hippins and the haunt yeah Mm, yeah my third question was sparked by Uh-oh. RJ mentioning that he was going to add a few of my suggested movies to his October lineup. I'm a fan <laughs> of the Ghoul School segments you guys put out from time to time and was wondering if you had anything else planned for Ghoul School this year. Um, mm. Well, not really. <laughs> uh, we'll be watching movies, uh, trying to watch a horror movie at least once a day. Uh, that's, the, that's when I go hard. On watching movies. Well, well, the the official Creeptober, yeah, we'll be going hard. I think we we may have one Ghoul School special planned in the future, but we'll see if we actually commit to that or not. Yeah, as long as uh, some asshole doesn't go get married and have a fucking stag party in the middle of it. Well, I mean, that'll just be a couple days. So you can watch movies the rest of the month, Jared. Hmm. I'm just looking over my list of movies I haven't watched. Oh, it's so long. I have like 282 films in my 31 Days of Horror pool. Movies that I have not watched that I've banked aside one day. Good God. <laughs> it grows every year. No matter, I think... no, no matter what, no matter how many movies I watch, it just keeps growing. Growing and growing. My... Mine for next year is at a, a humble 90, so not too bad. Oh. And not too bad. Finally, Corpse's last question is even too dumb for me. I think that's oh, a long really? enough letter for this week, so I'll have to continue <laughs> my Mandy beef another time. Thanks for the show, fellas. You guys are really killing it, and as always, creep it real. Sincerely, Corpse. Well, I'm interested to hear what this uh, this – a question that was too hot to air. Uh, you can tell me off the air and I'll see if I agree with it or not. But, uh, Hey, it sounds like corpse is a fan. Sure. So, well, kinda he's into it. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice to see some positivity. He also a little bit kind of, I think sounds like Kevin Smith, the way that he phrased those things. Like you remember that infamous Kevin Smith tweet 
about poning browns and stuff like that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Or, or whatever it was. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's along the same line, all this talk about creams mm-hmm. and jeans and uh, things of the such. Finally, RJ. Oh, we, got we have email more. From Frank. Uh-oh. Frank Solano. Entitled, It's Time to Decide. Uh-oh. What's up, dudes? Since last week, we had a certain Mr. Quartz make himself out to be Uh-oh. the bad guy by insulting everyone with his top 10 list of movies for underage vapors. Wow. Wow. That's the sixth That's burn what... on this show. Yeah, man, uh, we hit I'll, vaping I'll hard anoint myself as the angel this week and get you guys to play a game involving your favorite movies, all five-star bangers. Uh-oh. But it's not an easy game, I'll admit. Feel free to tap out if it gets a little too difficult. After all, you'll have to play favorites. Using Letterbox, I compiled a list of films that you guys ranked five stars. Oh, no. I chose the decade 2000 for the theme as I felt that it seemed appropriate, uh, an appropriate place to start. You got two options. Choose one. The movies are a little mixed up to make it interesting. Which film is the better film? Choose wisely as some fans are bound to get offended. We'll, we'll see. Oh, no. 2000's Memento or 2003's Old Boy? Memento. A hundred percent. Yeah. I've only ever watched Old Boy once. That was a five-star experience, but I've watched never Memento again. many, many times. And it's just yep. like, if I was going to be like, hey, what movie am I going to watch right now? Memento wins. So mm-hmm. yeah, Memento, pretty clear winner. Yep. 2001's The Royal Tenenbaums or 2009's Fantastic Mr. Fox. Tenenbaums. Tenenbaums. Yeah. Uh, yep. That's like, I think my in my ranked list, I have Royal Tenenbaums as number one. And I do mm-hmm. have, I think I have Fantastic Mr. Fox as number two. Um, but yeah, Royal Tenenbaums. Mm-hmm. 2002's Punch Drunk Love or 2004's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Come on now. Yeah, that, that's an upset right there. Um, I mean, come on now. Whatever. It's like either movie, but uh, I would say for me, Punch Drunk Love. I think mm-hmm. has the edge. I think it's just like a. I think it's a more complicated, harder to love movie, whereas mm-hmm. Eternal Sunshine is very easy to like. And I don't know if it's like, it's so like, it's easy to get. And Punch Drunk Love is like it's not for everybody. So maybe that's like it speaks to me in that weird way. And I think mm-hmm. that movie's like, uh, I think I've declared it like uh, an American masterpiece in the past. So mm-hmm. Punch Drunk Love for me. I'd, uh, I would like to de- defer. Yeah. Yeah. I would prefer to defer on that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this this one, to me, is a, a slam dunk, but uh, 2005's Batman Begins mm-hmm. or 2008's Martyrs. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I mean, I really like Batman Begins. I think that's a pretty good movie, but uh, Martyrs is an experience. Martyrs is something different. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I've never been that big a fan of Batman Begins. This, I know you haven't. This, this, this I, I really is, like uh, it. This is far and away from a five star experience. Uh, so yeah, uh, without a doubt, Martyrs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Two thousand six is The Fountain, or two thousand six is The Prestige. See now, I think that's I think that's probably the hardest question so far yet because really? I on it I I couldn't well, pick. Well, you couldn't. Well, you already did not pick between Punch Drunk and Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but it's just well, they're all my favorite movies. It's hard putting them <laughs> yeah. against each other. Where are my favorite movies? Uh, no, for me, you it's don't the, have any. For, for me, it's the Prestige. 
without a doubt. I watched The Fountain once, and uh, I never really wanted to watch it again. Prestige, though, I think, like, the last time I uh, – when I watched it recently like, – recently, uh, a couple years ago when I did my Christopher Nolan rewatch, that, that movie was, like, amazing, like, how well it held up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think The Prestige is great. Uh, it's one of the – it's probably the more underrated of his movies. Like, I don't think it gets – People don't talk about it as highly as it probably deserves just because his other movies like somehow outshine them. But I think the prestige is super good. It's high up in cool. his best. I think the prestige, like it's so much better than inception. Like I think inception is actually pretty like has not done like aged well, like yeah. very, like I think, I think the prestige is better than inception also, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I, it's tough for me to say against, uh, the fountain. Cause I actually really like the fountain too. So yeah, tough to uh, say. And fun. this is this one though. This one's like the the ass beater. Two thousand sevens. Now you will, sound like Kevin Smith. There will be blood, or two thousand sevens. No country for old men. <laughs> Oof. Okay, I'm gonna take a hard stance. Okay. There will be blood. Then you can you can say no, no, no country, no, no, and then no, it's no, a no, nice. No. Even, yeah, uh, I could like because there's no like I don't know. I think there will be blood. I would give the edge because that's like where my mind immediately goes. But when I rewatched No Country, uh, for, like four years ago, that movie is like so fucking good. That movie yeah. is like I don't know. I think it's, it's like real good because it was like so mainstreamly popular, and like yeah. it's like oh, it couldn't possibly be that great. And it's like oh no, that movie is amazing. And mm-hmm. there will be bloods like kind of like more um uh what we call it. High-minded, like it feels like a real performance movie that you gotta love. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like all those two movies are like it's the like, I always like Marvel. Two thousand seven is like gotta be like what a year for a movie. Like mm-hmm. yeah, do, like that's like one of the best years of movies since like the seventies. Like your seven, I like guess seventy two or whatever. And yeah. uh, I remember, uh, I think it was like a year ago when like there was like the best films of the last 10 years. And I remember like 2007 was rotating out, which meant that you couldn't have, there will be blood or no country anymore on your best of list. And mm. it's a huge drop of like really great movies. The last 10 years now. Yeah. Um, Cause now it's like, I mean, fuck like Fury road. <laughs> like, mm. I don't know. I mean, like yeah. how many other like really imme- movies immediately popped to mind that I'm like, that's a five star movie. There's not a ton. Um, Like I remember like being pretty like, uh, pretty high on like green room but i'm wondering mm-hmm. how well green room holds up on a second viewing because i've only ever seen it that one time in theater uh with Same. you actually yeah um we didn't sit beside each other though. no i had to sit in the corner like a like a ghoul yeah yeah that's what you get well wonder well and then uh he wished us fun and for my fellow creepers feel free to email in next week with your opinions about how jared and rj are wrong about everything and deadpool 2 is the best movie because they have penis jokes Mm -hmm. until next week i agree i agree so here's a real question for you jerry yeah also it's nice to hear from frank but here's the real question and i'll put this out to other people and if you haven't seen these two movies i suggest you remedy that heavyweights or the sandlot sandlot Okay, but are you really giving heavyweights a fair shot here heavyweights isn't very good rj heavyweights or sister act N A. <laughs> okay, heavyweights or uh, the Passion of Joan of Arc. Hey, RJ. Yo. What you been creeping on this week? Well, I'm glad you asked, Jared. It's been an interesting week. So I don't have any creeps, except for one. 
Me too. And it's, and it's one that you watched as well. That, that's true. So this will be an interesting dive for us uh, because we will be talking about recent new horror movie, Us, by Jordan Peele. Uh, and I would like to discuss spoilers with you. And I think we will, should do that from the start. So I don't know. Should we should we set a, a timer here? Like oh no, just like whatever. We're like we're, fifteen, we're, like fifteen minutes probably. We're, we're giving at this, least yeah, probably. I don't know. We're giving this the the real deal discussion. We're going to go into this. If you're going to watch the movie, and mm-hmm. you want to be wowed by it, <laughs> but the, uh, d- avoid this conversation and skip ahead, and you can just start listening to the review. Uh, I think for the news, I'm just going to talk about how Avengers. Uh, End game is three hours long, so. Uh, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, that's my news. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have any news, but, but yeah, I'll get the news out of the way, and then since we don't have any other creeps, we can just say if uh, yeah. if you're interested in this, I guess that's the end of the episode. Yeah, for well, you. yeah, you can just skip ahead to the music, and then we'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good, Jared. So us, RJ, you got a question for me? I do. Or something? You were gonna, you were saying something about this. Getting oh. it out of the way. What was that though? Oh, I don't even remember what I said. I have no idea what we were talking about. <laughs> but we went to the theater this week and we saw Jordan Peele's new movie, Us. Yeah. So let's let's set the scene. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I messaged you Saturday morning, like nine a.m., saying one fifteen, and you're like, "Come on, that's no notice at all." Mm-hmm. I and agree. I, and I, I still and, I, and I was like, "Well, that's fine," because I decided I was going to go to this movie. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not very often that I go to movies anymore. And uh, I realized this movie was there. Uh, Chanel was at work and I'm like, I've got an afternoon off. Let's go see this goddamn thing and go see Silver Fox. Mm-hmm. And uh, as, as long time listeners know, uh, it seems like whenever we go to a horror movie on opening weekend, first matinee screening, uh, we have a friend that joins us. He doesn't mm-hmm. know that we're friends. Uh, we call him Silver Fox. He's mm-hmm. this, this man with long silvery hair beard sometimes he has a bike helmet sometimes he goes with his mom to the movies Mm -hmm. and it's always it 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 fills my heart with joy when we see him so it always is like kind of like hey rj there's a there's a new horror movie that's opening up this weekend let's go to that saturday matinee and see our friend because i look back and uh we've had we've had this occasion with him now six times going all the way back to the uh debut of Mm -hmm. the witch Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, when the witch, that was like four, three, four years that, ago that was, almost. Uh, three years ago, yeah. I think. Yeah. But consistently, any yeah. new horror or like genre movie, when, he's there on that Saturday yeah. matinee, man. Yeah. On, on six occasions now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really great. Your, uh, yeah. your, your, your lady, Andrea says that we should go talk to him. And, uh, I don't, I don't think that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. She, and she knows too. She's seen him. He's a pretty oh. strike. He has a striking appearance. Yep. One that I think we should both try to emulate because uh, I dig his uh, his vibes. He kind of looks like Bill Mosley from uh, uh, Three from Hell. Uh, no, the the new re- the oh, new okay. one, Jarrett. Yeah. The new one. He looks like that, but he's not as annoying as Bill Mosley. I think <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> I've I've never heard him talk to nope. the movie, so there we got that going for us. Yeah, but uh, yep. yeah. So that so of course he appeared. So that was a that was a good start. You know, mm-hmm. uh, what was maybe not a positive start though was when the uh, woman came into the theater with <laughs> her what, eight, eight, nine year old children. Yeah, but there was about eight kids of hers in the theater, uh, and so 
I, I have a lot of nieces and stuff like that. I think I'm getting pretty good with uh, aging children. And I would say that out of the eight, six of them were probably about nine. Uh, one of them was for sure like maybe six years old at most. At most. <laughs> yeah. And this is like, this isn't an R rated movie here. It's 14A. But at the same time, like. It, it's pretty hard R- to get. It's pretty hard to get an R rating in Canada. Yeah. But even so, it's like, what are you doing? Like there, there are cartoon movies and even just normal shit playing. You decide to take your kids to the Saturday matinee of like the poster is a girl with like scissors and like her, pulling her face off. Why would you take your kids to that? Like a, like a kid dies in this movie. He's burnt alive. And yeah. there's like this six year old kid eating popcorn. He's like, huh, yeah, uh, awesome. Yep. So that was weird. That, um, luckily, that, though, yeah, they luckily. didn't see- they didn't say or do anything throughout the movie, no. so that's pretty nice. At some point, like they kind of like, like a bunch of them get got up and left for a little bit because <laughs> yeah, they're probably can... just like bored. So that was fine. Uh, that yeah. was way better than there was an adult lady behind us, and at one point in the movie, I heard her very audibly, "What the fuck?" And it was like <laughs> it was a scene where someone like got stabbed, and it's like, "Are you it's like, come on?" I missed that. You... It's like you don't you don't need to. It was during the uh, the Tim Heidecker home invasion. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's where I. That's like the only real like gory moment in that movie. Yeah, like, it was a real what the fuck. And it's like, have you not been watching the the first hour of this movie? Like, this is nothing new. Yeah, what's going on here? So, anyways, yeah, anyways, so anyways back to you. So yeah, uh, as uh, the movie was starting, I mentioned to you, hey RJ, I've never seen a trailer for this movie. I'm going mm-hmm. into this completely cold. I have no idea. Like, other than it's Jordan Peele, and it looks like. It's got something to do with like doppelgangers or something. That that's it. And and then also had read some like mentions that like this movie's more comedy than it is horror or more or more laughs than scares. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's fine because uh, uh, Get Out like for all this like spookiness it does like there's like the humor in this that movie is like actually really funny. Like there's mm-hmm. like stuff in it you're like, man, this is like hilarious stuff. So us. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> where, where to begin? Well, if people well, follow us on Letterboxd, they'll note mm-hmm. that uh, RJ and I both gave this film a big old two and a half star. We're on the lower end of the spectrum of uh, this film's mm-hmm. ratings. Which we should I should state that although this film has several four, four and a half star ratings, there is a small contingent of people, and a lot of them, I think fans of the show or followers on Letterboxd at least, that are similar to us. And I, what, looking at the reviews, they're also echoing some of the same opinions that we had. So it's not like that they're just rating it and they're like, whatever. It's like, no, these are real problems that a lot of people are having. And I think especially in time, put this out a year or two, people are, no one's going to come back to this thing. And if they do, they're going to be like, oh, this wasn't that good. Yeah. So my experience uh, recalling like my thought process watching it uh-huh. the, f- the first like five ten minutes I was kind of like hmm, this is pretty good like this is like kind of nice the uh, scene of her uh, watching t- TV the hands across America 1986 stuff mm-hmm. but then there's like this unnecessary like title that comes along telling you it's 1986 and you're like yeah I know like you just told, like, you yeah just, we got it yeah, you just told me that and then like it has this like um 
I guess like you could call it like a Stephen King vibe, I guess, to like the proceedings. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this like setting doesn't feel like anything else I've seen in a movie for a long time. Her like uh, going down to the beach, the main character, and then mm-hmm. going into the house of mirror with the uh, inappropriate uh, chief like vision quest thing, which is like, mm-hmm. a, like a very 80s kind of thing. And that gets replaced by a, a wizard. Merlin. Yeah, Merlin the wizard. Um, and then within the first, you know, minute, I was like, oh. She was replaced, wasn't she? And then, mm-hmm. like, I kept watching the whole movie with that in mind, thinking, like, that's the obvious thing, right? And they're going to play that at some yeah. point, right? And then they save it to the last five minutes. And then I go, oh, so this is like, if this was an M. Night Shyamalan movie, mm-hmm. everybody would have a very different uh, attitude about this movie. Because this movie mm-hmm. is just like so many, like, it's like Bird Box, it's like a quiet place. Um, it's like these, it's the same shit, the happening. And it goes back to the happening. These kind of like oh, yeah. these mass epidemic kind of like what's going on things where it's like, but it's got these like built in, it's like, it fails to do what old boy does, which is like, it has these crazy flips or like martyrs where it has mm-hmm. these, like, what the fuck's going on? Oh wait, I thought it was like this. Oh wait, it's a completely different movie. Like it has those like, like ridiculous, crazy jumps that are like so amazing. And like the, how martyrs does it. And then you look at this movie and you're like, this movie is a far cry from that. Um, mm-hmm. Like the scenes and like actual execution of so many things going on. It's just like so labored and it's not a fun time. I didn't enjoy, I was so aware that I was sitting in a theater watching the movie because they, mm-hmm. they kept taking me out of it with like bad humor. Like, and oh yeah. Like, and like real bad, a, a movie in a, in need of an, uh, an editor. <laughs> Cause, mm-hmm. So yeah. So girl gets replaced. We know we we all we all should have figured that out. And if you don't, I don't know. You're not watching movies, um, and so she's an adult, and she's married with kids, and uh, they're going to a cabin to go hang out with Tim Heidecker at the beach, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and, and Peggy from Mad Men, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, she doesn't want to go back, and you're like, yeah, she doesn't want to go back because she's she's a mirror person, <laughs> like she's a double this whole thing. I'm like, yeah, she doesn't want to go back for yep. that reason. That's why, <laughs> like, of course, um. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, dumb dad, dumb dad is real dumb in this movie. Like annoying. It's one of the most frustrating things because he's so fucking useless where it's like you sit down with the doppelgangers and they're like, we're here to torture you and to kill you. And then he's like, Hey, I know you guys are a complete mirror of my family. But I think you guys want some money. So do you guys want like my wallet or something? It's some like, come people, the see, fuck on. No, see, some people though, I think it's like, well, because he's in denial. He's denial of the situation that he's in. But it's like, no, no, this is. He's like that the whole movie. Yeah, pretty much. He's always like way just uh, incompetent. And you're just like, yeah, this is uh, some Peter Griffith, uh, like uh, mm-hmm. Homer Simpson action. So, yeah. So they go to the beach and there's some stuff going on there's like there's a guy bloody hands and you're like you you know it's the homeless guy you just saw like you know all the you already know what's coming before you get there Mm -hmm. and then it turns into a home invasion movie for a little bit and it's like the most it's like oh it's like every home invasion thing i've ever seen this is like not the movie i really want to see right now and Mm -hmm. then you have like we're gonna hunt you all down for fun and you're like why are you hunting them all down for fun oh because we have to extend the movie by 20 minutes (laughs) And so like, that was that was the thing too that I thought I was like well it's a it's a huge contrast because when you see the Tim Heidecker ones man. they just kill him immediately yep. and I was thinking about that I was like that seems like a huge pothole and then I was like okay 
I think it's because she wants revenge and she yes. wants her to suffer. However, but why the family though? <laughs> yeah, kill them off right away, and then you and your Chud family can take your time on just this lady. But yeah, like the home invasion stuff. Uh, anyways, you keep going. I just yeah. want to say, like, I thought about that too, and I was like, okay, I think that their rationale, if you challenge someone on this, it would be like, well, they want it to take your time. It's like, okay, but still. Mm-hmm. For how elaborate the plan is explained, like uh, at the end, it's yeah. like they it's like you could have you can't like have this huge elaborate setup thing where it's like, look how fucking smart we were. But then at the same time, it's like, oh, yeah, we forgot to do this thing. It's like I know that happens in real life, too, but mm-hmm. this is a movie. Yeah. OK. Yeah. We're all about <laughs> plot holes here on this show. I just like I don't like uh-huh. the inconsistency of it because everyone else is everyone else is getting wiped out. But they're not, not them because they're the characters. Like, and it's only because. It wants to misdirect your expectations. Like that's mm-hmm. that's all it's there for, and it's like, oh, but then you try to justify it like very haphazard. Like I don't know, it's sloppy. It's like the funny games of new remakes. Well, that's that was the one thing I was like when we were watching. I was like, oh, oh it's home invasion. RJ's not a fan of that subgenre. <laughs> so it's not that I'm not a fan of that. It's just like because i even was talking about like the strangers i think i like the strangers home invasion is fine it's just i think a lot of home invasion is lazy well it's the way that they do it it's a it's a thing that you should be able to do cheaply right yeah um so anyway there's a scene though like when they're going out to uh the, the boardwalk again out to the beach where it's like them driving in the car and they're like having this like again another family interaction in a car. This is like now the second one where it's like character development in quotation marks and it's not. It's just like filler and then it's like oh hey some old like hip hop song comes on the radio. Oh man, I love this song. And then the kids like isn't that a, oh are they talking about drugs? And they're like nah, they're not just talking about drugs. <laughs> and then and the scene just keeps going and they're like grooving to this song. You're like Okay, that could have been chopped out and made this movie way tighter. Like, like, mm-hmm. we, like, I think you you brought it up like a couple months ago, like when we were talking about when you watch some movies and you're like, man, feel how like tight the editing in this is. It's like it doesn't mm-hmm. linger too long. Like all the moments are like succinct and they serve a purpose. Yeah, Unlike, they're there you for know, a reason. Long pull out shots of rabbits in cages. The op- mm-hmm. the opening credit shot of this movie that's just like this is uh, going on quite a bit and uh... <laughs> well I think it's honestly like so I think the biggest thing here is like this movie's so self referential to himself like Get Out I think this whole movie is an exaggerated version of Get Out where it like it's got this cold open it's followed by an aerial shot it's got like this emphasis on the music in his movies like that that one i can i can let slide because it's like oh well he likes to put music in his movies whatever but there's all these things that like overlap like get out had that rabbit song in the opening and then this one has like a huge emphasis on rabbits and get out had like long lingering shots but us has even longer lingering shots and it's just like the whole time i was watching this it felt to me that someone watched Get Out, it was their favorite movie, and they're like, okay, I really liked Get Out, and I liked all these other horror movies too, like uh, The Shining, Dawn of the Dead, In the Mouth of Madness, uh, Black Swan, The Invitation, I was thinking about a lot in this thing, and they're like, I'm going to make that all in one movie. And this movie to me feels, more than anything, this feels like a a produced movie that was made to sell Halloween costumes, and to make like 
those universal horror nights like attractions like that's all this movie is to me like all the emphasis on the red jumpsuits the fucking glove and the scissors because even that it's like all right so there's this fucking civilization of chuds which we haven't even talked about yet but they're all down and they're trapped in this fucking abandoned world but somehow they were able to coordinate and get these red jumpsuits and this one-handed glove and all these scissors. It's like, I just, I, I have such a hard time buying into it where it's like, this is dumb. This is really dumb. And that that's all I, I, I was thinking about the whole time. I was like, this is so fucking lame. And even the ending, I think, is like the lamest oh, it's, shit. It's super lame. I, it, it's I, so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Like, and that's the thing. It's like, oh, my God. Uh, but anyways, you were talking about uh, long lingering shots of rabbits and uh, the things the that, scenes never that go, yeah. Yeah, go on there's forever. So, there's so many. So this movie's like just, just shy of two hours. And it mm-hmm. really, like, it was trying. You feel it. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Some people are like, oh, this went by so quick. And I'm just like, not for me. I, I was just aware of all the scenes and, like, the fact that I wasn't engaged in anything at any time. Like, I was just, like, really watching it uh, at arm's length I guess waiting for it to catch me get, get to get me to like kind of say oh man now I'm into this now I've, now I'm like relating to the characters it never happens and uh, I'm like well so what, what am I left for is just watching the movie for it's like technical stuff and like the the getting the plot down and I'm just like this plot is like not very thought out like it's very it's a uh, lot of holes first, first drafty feels uh oh yeah a lot of like just like underdeveloped and like stuff. It's like, that seems fine. And I think the difference though, too, is like, I feel like, uh, with get out that idea maybe was in uh, Jordan Peele's head a long time. And so we had Mm -hmm. a lot of time to work things out and then, Holy shit, this movie, that movie did really well. Now you're going to make the next movie you want to make. And it's like, well, I got this idea for a movie. Okay, well, we shoot mm-hmm. in like nine months. Figure it out. Oh, okay. Like every Rob Zombie movie. And then it's like, now you have like less time to think about it. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I see people like saying, this this movie show like this movie knocks it out of the ballpark. There's no such thing anymore as a sophomore slump and beats it. Mm-hmm. It's like no, mm-hmm. this movie is like definitely not as good as Get Out. I mean, no, I was, not I, at all. I was like not like I'm not like a super big Get Out fan. I think the movie is fine, but like mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of stupid. Um, and this movie though is dumber. So <laughs> yeah, there yeah, absolutely. You go. And so one of the biggest things that I dislike is there's a lot of people who are hammering on like it's like it's about nuance and metaphor and subtlety, man. It's like if you don't like this movie, it's like you don't understand the metaphors and the nuance and like all these like intricate layers. It's like, no, I understand what they're going for. It's fucking it fucking punches you in the face where yeah literal quote from this uh we're, what we're americans yeah what are you we're american even the title like u.s it's yeah we get it this is a metaphor for the usa but what is the metaphor rj what is it like it's that oh is it that they forgot themselves and they've been replaced by this doppelganger country that they don't recognize anymore even though it's the same thing and it like that's what i take from this where they're like well we're the real monsters Jarrett, because they got to a point and then the country changed and but like so your dumb dad is in denial you have these people doing things that they shouldn't be doing and it's like all the same but it's all different it's not it's not clever. It's not smart. I think it's like I thought it was super fucking ham fisted where it's it just hammers it on you. 
in that one part, we're American. Like I almost walked out of the theater after that. I was like, I'm done with this fucking movie. I was so checked out of this thing by, um, by the time that they get the vehicle. Yeah. Uh, I was honestly, I was like, I hope that this thing's almost over. And I think there was an hour left almost. Uh, cause I, I not was that really, much. Like, that was like me. The last, like that was probably the last 30, stretch. Right. Cause once yeah, they get the, minutes. cause when they get the SUV, uh, or whatever the fuck it is, uh, Tim Heidecker's mm-hmm. car, um, all oh, the music, the shitty and, use of music well, and the ironic music. Okay, of I'll, I'll the get police. to the music okay. in a second. But like, so yeah, wait, I want to talk about that car thing. Because you know what's a long, drawn-out scene that doesn't need to be in this? Mm. A teenager arguing with a parent about driving. Yeah. Oh, your hands are handcuffed. If that was me, I'd be like, hey, get the fuck in the back seat, you little prick. I'm going to drive because I'm an adult and you're 13 and you have no idea how a vehicle works. Yeah. Like, what was the point of that? Just to stretch out another two minutes? Yeah, because then they need to have her confronting herself while she's driving the car. Oh, well, they all confront themselves, Jarrett. That's why the girl's challenge was to run because earlier in the movie, you they talk crazy. about how she needs to run. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's all about confronting yourself in these metaphors and it's, it's horseshit. Like, I really don't like it. So about music, Jarrett, mm. we all know that Vanilla Sky used Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys in the most iconic scene in that movie, in the best way it's, that it's, song it, has it, ever it, been. It, it, it's, it's not that iconic because I don't remember that at all. In the best way that that scene has ever been used, or that song, when Tom Cruise is running around screaming for tech support that he's in a nightmare, that's good use of good vibrations. And then here it comes up again. So this was my same problem with The Strangers Pray at Night where they use that song. It's like, all right, it's it's cool that you did this, but other people have done this too and they've done it better. So like, I don't know, it, stuff like that bothers me. Where I, and yeah, like the the NWA stuff, like it's fine, but it's so literal. Where it's like coming straight from the underground. We haven't even talked about how this thing is a fucking artsy remake of Chud, and I think that <laughs> is the most important it's thing. Not even here. that artsy. Like it's just it's well, just it tries it's just, to be. No, it's not even that. I mean, it's trying to it's have cool. like it's it has these like inklings of like trying to like deal with the, the institution and it's like, Oh, there's an escalator that goes down underneath America. And it's like, I don't understand this. <laughs> like what, what, how is this set up? Like, how was this built? I have these questions. And it's like martyrs again, like this is my go-to, like I'm comparing this movie to martyrs. Cause it has yep. like a similar kind of like thing where like, you think it's one thing and then it changes gears and then it changes gears into a different movie. And mm-hmm. then it changes gears. And you're just like, what the fuck? I, I cannot, I have no idea what's going on, but it drags you along and it does each of those subgenres that it's doing really well because visceral and like intense. This movie does not feel that way because he's always like, <laughs> here's another joke, dumb dad. <laughs> You're just like, mm-hmm. okay, this, this is getting old real fast. I'm like, like I don't give a fuck. And there, everyone's got a, um, I think it's described as plot armor. Everyone's safe. No, no one actually feels like they're in yeah. danger. Like they're like invincible. And you're like, of course, because it's like, is it because now they're like the black family and they're like protected? I, I guess. I, it's it's like, but, well, so that like, doesn't make it good. Like it's so. No, it doesn't. I don't know. It just takes me right out of the movie because I'm like, and, I don't, I, there's no threat at any time. Because even no. like uh, uh, Jim, Jim gets killed in a quiet place. Spoilers. Because I don't know. Because I've never oh, seen yeah. that movie. But like. But like, there's like somebody dies, and this though it's like, oh no, oh the the, the real mom, she's dead, I guess anyway. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, and see, like, 
so again that i think that creates even more problems so like how you're saying that there's this like golden escalator it's like oh is that a metaphor for like heaven and hell or boy or or, or, or i think it's it's about a class the class class system system? okay so even so the thing with that too is like so when you're getting the big exposition where it's like this is what this movie is in case you didn't figure it out by now and they're showing like all the chud people underground and uh it shows that they're like mindless and it's like okay but she wasn't a chud why didn't she leave before i know she was handcuffed at one point but she wasn't handcuffed there for 25 years yeah. and then it's like and then how how did none of the other chuds wander up by chance they couldn't wander walk up the escalator because it was going down okay 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 jared Jared, okay. Maybe they couldn't do that. But you know what would happen is a whole pile of chuds would just be crowding that escalator until a human ladder of chuds made their way up. And then they would just climb up that thing. And then you know what really chapped my ass? How, how they were all the inverse of people and they were mirroring their images, mm-hmm. but only when it was convenient. So like it showed that they were mirrored at the carnival and they even had a mirror shirt for that girl. Yeah. How did that happen? I don't know, man. What a coincidence. But they were mirror versions and it's like they were doing what they other people were doing. Even when the little boy kills the other boy, yeah. it was because he was doing it and it was inversed but it's like but it only counts when they need it to yep it's so convenient right because at no other time are they like inversing each other i don't get it i really don't oh i get it i get it oh i yeah like i just that's what i mean like i think this thing is so messy and it's it's not good like i i actively dislike this movie just because of this stuff like there are things that i think are done good done good that's good english there are things that i think they do really well like i think the acting is good i thought the kids were pretty good usually kid actors are bad and uh, lapita nuango or what uh, she she's good too like it's fine yeah i mean it's just i i just don't like the story it's yeah it's dumb yep yeah it's, it's really real it's, dumb it's really dumb like but like do you feel like my comparisons of the movies i haven't seen like bird box and quiet place are like apt like where it's like the same type of like oh, yeah massive ant thing and it's like yeah and it goes back to again it has a stupid plot twist that like they should have been more upfront with just do it where before they get to this thing where you're like oh isn't that a revelation (laughs) and well so remember jerry your buddy alfred so that idea though okay so if we're talking about this idea that like there's like this under underclass of people who are being taken advantage of and they're taking back the night but it's like the whole movie though is about like one person did do that and they were like um paupers that like, mm-hmm. or a pauper who kind of took that stepped into that role, and that's what incites this whole thing happening. But mm-hmm. she's like, "No, I don't want that to happen." Like it doesn't make sense. It's like it make, that, that it whole it, it kind of like blows the entire like any subtext or whatever it, this movie's supposed to have, which mm-hmm. I don't. Like, I think it's bullshit. I don't think it does it very well. And it should, and if it was going for that. Uh, maybe start from somewhere else, make a different type of movie. Cause here to me, it fails completely. So I yeah. Don't know. Yeah, I agree. And that's what I mean. That's and why I don't like, that's why this movie made $70 million on its opening mm-hmm. weekend, uh, an all time record breaking crazy high. Cause Holy crap. That's it's, it's amazing actually that this movie did so well, but it's like, Oh, it's like the movie that I don't like that like does this. And then the movies mm-hmm. I like, <laughs> Well, Jared, I don't think you understand nuance or metaphor. That's true. Because this thing has layers, my man. 
there's so much going on on this in this thing you just you're dumb if you don't understand it i don't if are people saying that though i, I think people are saying that oh i don't know i, I don't know <laughs> I, I saw something about like jordan peele saying like that he he will like never make a movie with a white male lead because he's seen that movie and i'm just like is this like well, is this where we're going like who gives a shit fine but yeah but it's like i think all that does is doesn't that just perpetuate the problem I'm like I, for me, I'm like oh, I don't care. Like now that you yeah, brought like, it up, now, now, now that you've it brought, now matter, that you've but... talked about it, that's really weird. Yeah, and like I don't know. Uh, in in news, uh, Avengers Endgame, there was like that poster that came out with like who has been vanished and who mm-hmm. has who's still left. And I saw people going, mm, "There's like eight white people and, uh, and it's like or eight white like, men." Who? And I'm like, "Yeah, but they're all going to be dead by the end of it. They're all going to be replaced." Like that's like. The that's what came about. The Avengers are uh, a bunch of white folk, and they're all going to be wiped out. And who gives a shit? And uh, I don't know. Make yeah. make hey, this is make good movies, folks. Come on, folks. Hey, Jared, hey, I think the tagline for our podcast should just be "Who gives a shit?" <laughs> we because, well, we do we do give a shit. Well, we do, but at the <laughs> same time, it's just like I don't know. Chud, chuds, chud, Jared, chud VHS tape right there they on the remade- shelf. Chud, I was so excited when I saw that in the first screen. I was like, holy fuck, is that Chud? Yeah. I even motioned to you. I was like, hey, check out, they got Chud up there. Yeah. And then when the movie finished. You stood up in front of the theater and you were like, hey, guys, look, there's a Chud VHS tape. Chud. Did everyone everyone see Chud? Yeah, you're you're talking to those nine-year-old kids. (laughs) Hey, hey, you little fuckers, have you seen Chud? (laughs) If not, you better get out, man. You don't have your horror badge. No. That's the other thing. This movie is so like it steals from so many movies, which is fine. It's fine, but it's I don't know. It's like I said, I think this movie was made to just sell ha- Halloween costumes. I don't see any other purpose to this thing. <laughs> may well make make a whole bunch of money, I suppose. Red too. red jumpsuit, leather glove, and scissors. Easy mm. Halloween costume. Oh, hey, that reminds me. So before the movie started, there was like the, the the ads, and there was like the one about like no cell phones, and it was like a pet cemetery tie-in. And, yeah, uh, that was really weird. And I was like, I was like, there are all the little kids are wearing animal masks, and I'm like, hey, RJ, aren't like animal masks like really played out? Like, can you think yep. of anything less scary at this point? Like, it's so hacky, and here we are. It's like here we're mm-hmm. watching another goddamn thing with children's voices with animal masks, and they're all walking in procession. It, it was a BDSM mask in uh, in us. Well, it was like a whoever f- decided to put that kid in a geek mask. I feel really bad about that for that kid. That's uh, yeah. Uh, oh, the, the 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 winner though, the highlight of this whole experience though, was seeing the trailer for oh. Ma. Absolutely, that movie looks fucking incredible. Yeah, I was telling I was telling Andrea about it all day. I was like, this movie looks so fucking good. Did you show her the trailer? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, I described it to her in detail. <laughs> And then uh, she's like, halfway through, she's like, this sounds like a horror movie. I was like, it is. I was like, it is a horror movie. And she's like, oh, okay, good. Yeah, she's like, I folks, thought it was a comedy or something. Folks, you gotta, yeah, folks, check out the trailer for Ma. There's a movie I'm looking forward to this oh, year, RJ. Sorry, Academy uh, Award winner Octavia Spencer. Yes. This movie looks incredible. It looks, <laughs> well, everything hey, I, hey, I hey, wanted hey, us to be dial, is what dial, Ma dial, Maybe dial, by that, dial that back a little bit. So, okay. so this, yeah. Yeah, this trailer is just like, it's such a fun trailer because it does 
it's such an old school trailer. Like, because it, yeah. it, 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 it sets up this whole thing, and you're like, what is this going to be about? And then it just gets more and more ridiculous uh, <laughs> in, like, the shittiest ways possible. And it looks, it, like, it looks so fun in the dumbest way. So that was, like, I don't know. I enjoyed watching it because it's so, it does everything obviously. Um, yeah. And you're like, it looks they're, awesome. they're, like, so aware that they're doing it, too. So the movie could be yeah. garbage, but that trailer, wow, that was uh, a lot of fun. Well, the movie probably will be garbage, but that doesn't yeah. mean we're not going to go see it because yeah. I think that movie looks awesome. Yeah. But yeah, actually, you're right. The shining point of us was that trailer for Ma. That movie looks good. Yeah. I'm going to check that shit out for for sure. Yeah. yeah Ma. Yeah. Yeah. You can watch whatever the hell that's going to be about. So if you're interested, Us is a very bad movie. Uh, I think it's kind of ridiculous. But yeah. if you want to watch a movie uh, with two letters in it. The title. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Mom might be the one to check out. Wow, look at that. Uh, that's a good That's a good little link there. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I think it's, good. it's the same studio, too. Well, isn't that something? How do they let total shit pass? Yeah. And then uh, when they have gold just sitting on... They're just sitting on gold, Jarrett. Yeah. Just sitting on it. Yep. It's cool, though. It's another... Um, I don't know, cause like I feel like that movie is more in line with uh, kind of like the that weird line of like black exploitation, black horror films. Yeah, because like some people would I would say us fits into that, but I'm like, it doesn't really though. It does because it's not even about but it's any, the it, antifa. But it's about Tifa. like what? <laughs> I don't know. This, this is like I don't know. It's like yeah, it's got a black director. That that I guess puts it into that category. Ma though seems to be like like more. Uh, exploitation trashy yeah and it looks good yeah we should watch her mess with white kids that's what yeah, it's all about i mean it sounds crazy but if when i was in high school if there was this really loving older black woman who was like do you want to come drink at my house we would have all been there and like in 10 minutes it's like where you live girl let's follow you out there yeah so it's very real I relate to it. Well, yeah, it also, uh, the film looks like it speaks to my uh, love of like 90s uh, thrillers, shitty yeah. 90s thrillers. And it's like, ooh, this looks like it's like finding that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. With yeah, the... so Ma looks good. Yeah. Us or USA is bad. Mm. And uh, I think that we all deserved a better remake of Chud. Yeah, that movie's got to still be made. Yep. Well, I think Capes is kind of a spiritual sequel to oh. Chud, is it not? Yeah. Does it not feature Cause Chuds? Because I, I definitely knew what Chud was when I made that movie. Well, you're just a bad filmmaker then. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, hey, and Avengers Endgame is three hours long. What a surprise. You know what, Jared? I'm sick of your shit. No. Are you going to watch Infinity War on Netflix before? No. No? No. It's I'm fine. done. I'm done with that stuff. I'll watch this Endgame one, but uh, other than that, like, it's like I said, I didn't watch Black Panther. I didn't watch Ant-Man. I'm not going to watch Cat Marvel. I I don't care very much anymore. I'll watch Aquaman when it comes out. I want to see that uh, big Samoan hunk get all glistening for a while. That sounds good. Willem Dafoe riding around on a dolphin or something. Willem Dafoe. He is a big Samoan hunk. Yeah. Terrific. Terrific. Mm. After the break. Huh. Um big Japanese honks. We're going to be scrubbing the floors, beating up pimps. What movie did you watch? This one. 
ひどすぎる。何のために、こんな子供がこんなに苦しまなければならないのか。この子は体も病んでいるが、心がもっとやられている。やけどのように立たれているんだ。安本。この子はお前に預ける。これはお前の最初の患者だ。ちゃんと治
And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Redbeard from 1965, directed by Akira Kurosawa, our good, close, personal friend here Ooh. on the podcast. Mm-hmm. The tagline for Redbeard, RJ, mm-hmm. what is the key to life, power, <laughs> prestige, or peace? I, I don't know. All very lofty things. Uh, uh, the I don't know. The, the synopsis of the film from the Letterboxd. Aspiring to an easy job as personal physician to a wealthy family, Noboru Yasumoto is disappointed when his first post after medical school takes him to a small country clinic under the gruff Dr. Redbeard. Yasumoto rebel, rebels? In a, rebels? Rebels? Rebel. Rebels? Yeah, rebels. Rebels. Okay, in- English hard. In numerous ways, but Redbeard proves a wise and patient teacher. He gradually introduces his student to the unglamorous side of the profession, ultimately assigning him to care for a prostitute rescued from a local brothel. Oh, no. So, Arjun, as I mentioned last week to you, uh, this is a movie that had been long on my radar of movies to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, uh, I've always like thought of the one... Uh, anecdote that Bill Murray gave about like him first meeting Wes Anderson while uh, getting ready to make Rushmore and how like okay. he was like talking to him like on the phone about this movie Redbeard and he's like hey Bill have you ever seen Redbeard and he's like no I haven't and so he sent him a copy of it the Criterion and I was always like huh well at Redbeard <laughs> that movie's gotta be pretty cool if like Wes Anderson's all about it right well it's gotta be it's gotta be yeah. cool I mean Kurosawa I mean he makes all those samurai movies Redbeard what's this mm-hmm. movie what's it gonna be about um, I had I had no idea I didn't what uh, was it about Jared it's about doctoring <laughs> Okay. And and, uh, the other line that people like to trot out is about it's about humanism and existentialism and and things like that. Um, So, yeah, uh, this movie's three hours long. It sure is. And it feels like a three hour long movie. It may be even even longer, some might say. Mm -hmm. Uh, It took me three sit downs to get through it all. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, was it an hour a piece or was it like one day you did an hour and a half, one day you did like 20 uh, minutes and then the next day you finished it? Uh, the f- I did the, f- I watched the first hour on Monday and I f- dozed off cause I was tired mm-hmm. and then I sat down for the next portion, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was going okay. But then there came a point where I was just getting so frustrated with the fact that this movie has like no real plot trajectory to it it's just kind of mm-hmm. like a you know what started coming to my mind while watching this quite an our, our oh do you our, mean quite long yes the uh our good close personal friend quite on mm-hmm. um and it's like pace and feel and it's like the same like era too like and i'm like oh my god i can't do this right now so <laughs> i stopped with like 40 minutes to go and mm-hmm. then I, and i watched the rest of it last night and uh i don't know man I don't know. So <laughs> tell, uh, tell so, me more, some, dude. Some, 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 some facts I'll throw out there. So this is the 16th and final collaboration between uh, Kurosawa and uh, our good this, buddy Mifune. This is the final one? This is it. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, this is it. Um, this movie is really well shot. Uh, while I So I had to watch, wind up watching this on my laptop so I could get some of those sweet subtitles going on. Um, uh-huh. So having to watch... A three-hour-long movie 
on your laptop is a real pain in the ass and not not very pleasant. And <laughs> yeah, but anyway, mm-hmm. like, I could definitely so, I could definitely dude. pick up though that this movie is really well shot and like I was like appreciating like yep. This is like a, a man who really knows how to like compose a shot. We, we talked about all these things before with high and low and seven samurai. Um, like he's really aware RJ of that horizon line in every shot. Where's the horizon? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just hey, like our, our good buddy, uh, John Ford. John Ford. Hey, about. Jarrett. Yeah. Do you not have an HDMI cable to connect your TV? I, I do. And I just like didn't think that it would be like worth the effort to like have to like set my TV's TV up to make it. I just didn't want to go through it. I didn't want to set it up and like unplug a whole bunch of shit. I just was like, I'll just watch this movie. How how unpleasant of an experience could watching Redbeard be? Um, how how unpleasant was it? Well, it just went on forever. <laughs> Okay. I, yeah. Well, I, I hooked it up with my HDMI, yeah. and it was nice. I, I've done this in the past for movies, like when I really, when I wanted to, to specifically watch it uh, as painlessly as possible. And uh, for some reason, I decided not to do it this time because um, mm-hmm. I just want to have to like set set things up and get all the frame rates properly and getting the calibrating color settings on my 4K TV to my laptop. I just didn't want to do it. So yeah. I, I did it this way and I perhaps regret it. And maybe I'm not doing the show in this movie well by not having done it that way, but it's pretty sloppy what you're doing here. I, I guess so. But, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I've been here before. I've been on this, maybe the wrong side of history. I'm, I'm not a big fan of that seven samurai. I, I think it's like a fine movie, but like, mm-hmm where it's like this like all-time classic sort of thing. And Redbeard, like you look at those ratings, it's got that average of a poor 4.0 and it's very heavily weighted to the five side. Lots of mm. uh, lots of gushing praise for this. But I don't know, at the end of the day, this movie is like, I get it, you know? This, this, this arrogant- What do you get the, about the, it? The, the young doctor, the arrogant doctor comes to the- the, the hospital, this peasant hospital and all that yeah. stuff, that all that stuff's like really interesting in like, kind of like, Ooh, this is like a different sort of environment. Like mm-hmm. poor, poor people, like hilariously made up with like sick makeup on <laughs> or like they're yep. white faced and like bags under their eyes. Uh, you see the state of like how they're being looked after. They don't have beds to sleep under to keep them like from getting sicker. Um, all these sort of things get dropped on you. All, all the staff hate it there. They're all overworked. And this guy's like, oh, geez, must be rough. And then he finds <laughs> out, oh, hey, you're stick. You're going to be working here for uh, for a while. He's like, what? Oh, your bags are here already. What? And then he's like, this is ridiculous. You get the big long bill to the reveal of red beard. Oh, Toshiro Mifune with his red beard in black and white. And uh, I don't know. He doesn't seem like ever that bad of a guy. <laughs> he just seems like a, you know, quiet, understated Japanese man um, who just like he knows what he's doing, and uh, he's got a you know lead by example. This Yashimoto guy, and mm-hmm. that, that's the whole movie. You're like you already know where it's gonna go. Um, I feel like I've seen this movie before, like in terms of like plot beats go. And mm-hmm. it's like very episodic. Like you get him dealing with like different patients and learning quote unquote lessons from each of those experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, there's this woman named the mantis cause she <laughs> kills men. Uh, I can cure her. And then he almost gets killed. He's like, Oh man, maybe I don't know as much as I should. <laughs> and then, uh, then there's like dying men and it's like, 
Oh, this guy had some weird dark secret. Oh, he had, he had sex and children with his daughter. And then uh, there's another one where it's like, oh, this man, there was like a landslide and there was like skeletal remains. And this guy's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that was my wife. Uh, we got some, we got some of that, that patented mm-hmm. criterion cuckolding. I, uh, again, this is, this is coming up pretty frequently, oh, this cuckold stuff. And this is way before that became a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird. But this is also this movie plays out like uh, Lemony Snicket's, where it's just like every every person's story is just like, and then something horrible happened. Yep. And then something even more awful happened. And everyone, it was pretty unfortunate. Yeah, when he's telling the story on his deathbed, all the people who come who've been gathered around. Oh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I guess like, hey. Uh, there's a couple of nice little bits of film craft RJ here that I'll mention. Oh no. Uh, the, uh, Fine artisan. The, 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 how the, um, the creation of like the earthquake aftermath is like really well done. They don't show it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, Hey, put some smoke behind some rubble. And it's like, Oh, you're walking through an earthquake scene of like all these collapsed buildings. And it's like, yeah, you didn't even have to make an earthquake. You just tell people, yeah, there was an earthquake. It was really bad. And then you show them walking through the rubble and it communicates it really, really well. So I'm not knocking this movie from like that aspect of like, yeah, Kurosawa knows how to direct a movie, but this story and telling is just like, I wasn't really into it. And then, mm-hmm. so we get the, we get these like three stories of Yashimoto tr- treating people and learning about like the experience of humanity. And then we get introduced to the, the, the 12 year old girl who's like working at the brothel getting beaten. Cause she's not playing games or playing by their rules. He, uh, Yashimoto's like, yeah, she's sick. We're taking her. And then these goons show up and we're like, oh yeah, you just want a free poke, don't you, pal? Well, we're not going to let you do that. And then we get, uh, Mifune just beat the shit out of these men. And because he's a doctor, he knows how to like really hit you in the spots where he breaks arms and wounds you. It's hilarious. Uh-huh. Like that, that scene is so like ridiculous. And I was like, yeah, action. Cause I'm a meat, like- cause, cause I'm a meathead, I guess. I, I was just like appreciating this. Cause I was imagining like. Does, did the TV show House ever have scenes like this? Or Quincy? It could have. I haven't seen that. Are you talking about Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman? Uh, Quincy, the uh, 1970s uh, NBC show. Oh, okay. I thought by Quincy you were like making like a cute, like, you know, Quincy, like Dr. Quinn. Doesn't matter. No, that was, uh, that was, that was Sully's job, you know, on Dr. Mm-hmm. Quinn. Oh, to mess people up? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that scene... It's it's pretty crazy because it comes out of nowhere where he's like, I'll fight you if you want. And the rest of the movie is about like poor people and being sick and like doctors. And you're like, OK, you're like, so this guy's going to go fight him. And then he goes outside and then he snaps a guy's arm in half and the bone pops out. And you're like, whoa. And then he does it to like <laughs> nine other guys. Yeah. And then afterwards, he's like, oh, no. He's like, maybe I was a little too rough. Oh, so I don't and even then think it goes he and it's, he's it, like bone. No, he's just yeah. like, eh, I should, probably shouldn't have done that, but eh, whatever. He's like, these guys were pricks. They go, deserved go it. Go get the stretchers and we'll bring them over to the clinic. Yeah. He like mutilates those fucking guys. But I just, I found it striking how much it, it goes from the movie it is to seeing actual bone being like sticking <laughs> out of skin. You're like, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah, but yeah, he was straight breaking some arms. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, and then they bring the girl, and then there's like a long <laughs> extended bit of him like reaching the girl and being sad, and <laughs> then she's like, "You're being so nice to me," and then you get this really uh, thing where she breaks a bowl, and then she goes and begs for money, and then it turns out she's saving up money to replace the bowl, and it's all very touching, and then he gets sick himself, mm-hmm. and uh, he gets he's all feverish and whatever, and he gets better because that's what happens, and. Uh, then there's like a like a boy, a little boy thief, and what have you. And he gets sick, and then he dies. <laughs> then we all learn lessons. And uh, what lesson did you learn? Um, don't be a dick asshole, doctor. What about don't be poor? Well, that certainly doesn't help being poor. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nobody like, benefited I, I there, from there, that. There, there's the line that, like, it's the, the subtitle on. It's like after, like, the girl with, like, the baby comes running at him. She's like, oh, my my kid's sick. And he's like, oh, I've got, he's got measles. Bring him to the clinic. And then she runs away. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, looks around. And he goes, like, is I'm like, helping people? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yes. <laughs> it's like. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Good that's idea. A, that's your job, bud. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm kind of underwhelmed by this movie. Um, yeah. I, I think it's like objectively a good movie. It's a well-made movie, mm-hmm. but like, I just like, I don't know. It, it didn't stir anything in me at all. Um, and, I uh, sympathize with that viewpoint. So anyway, RJ, Hey, what did you think? I sympathize with that viewpoint. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also, uh, nodded off in this thing, but, uh, I woke myself up. I got some cheese and uh, I was ready to go again. But yeah, this thing was, it was a bit of a struggle to get through for some, there, there's a couple points in this thing where I was really like, my head was bobbing. I was like, holy fuck. I was I, like, am I, I still I, watching a movie? I wonder if it's like something about like, cause this movie doesn't have like a very like active soundtrack. Like there's a lot of stillness and quiet and everything's kind of like in this very low tone. And I think mm-hmm. it just lends itself. Like if you're a little, little tired and sitting comfortably on a couch and it's like black and white, which is easy on the eyes and you're just going to mm-hmm. slip off. And there's not, like, there's like I said, there's not a lot of plot to like drag you along. Like, it's like, it's a bunch no. of, it's a bunch of scenes. And there, there's a lot of long lingering scenes. Like there's one scene where I think two people, like one person says something and then it's a shot of the other person not responding for this sound, this sounds like an exaggeration, but I think like 40 seconds, which is a, a, a fucking eternity in uh, film. So it was like 40 seconds of the other person just like looking at them. And I was watching it. I was just in my mind. I was like, holy shit. This is a long fucking scene. And then the next one, I was like, holy shit. This is a long fucking scene too. And it got to the point when I was watching this thing and then it goes to black. I was like, oh, okay, that's not bad. And then intermission pops up. And I was like, intermission? I was like, oh, holy man. fuck. That, that intermission was like the happiest time because I'm like, oh, cool. I can just fast forward like five minutes. I I didn't know it was there and I was just bummed out because I was like, it's like, we're only halfway through this movie. I was like, I th- I was really hoping it was done. But it's kind of like what you said. I think it is like Kurosawa is a smart guy. He knew how to do things. Uh, all the shots look great. This is the movie he made instead of uh, working on the Olympics. Oh. Um, for Tokyo Olympiad. Yeah. Because it's the same oh. era. Because he worked on this for two years. And uh, yeah, he wound up doing this instead of uh, hmm. doing that. Which I guess is like, what a coincidence. Something. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's almost as if Criterion had planned it. But I they, doubt that. Yeah. But, you know. Um, so, yeah, like, I don't know. It looks really good. 
there are a few shots like there's one shot where it's uh i think when the mantis comes in the room and there's like the candlelight and it's just her and that guy like that stuff looks great and uh some of some of the stories i think are good it's just i think it really this movie could really benefit from trimming it up a little bit (laughs) you know cutting out those 40 second scenes lingering on a person's response where they're like not talking because after a while I was really just like, whew. I was like, this is this isn't a bad movie by any means, but holy fuck, is it long in Toronto? <laughs> so I think I think it's that more than anything else. Like, it's, it's a good enough movie, but that's the thing. It's like I don't feel like full on burying it. Like, but... no, because it, it has redeeming qualities. It's just yeah. like when you watch it, you are like, I, I'm with you. I was pretty uninterested in it. Uh, about an hour in, I was like, all right, I'm. All that I'm watching from here on in is just because I need to watch it for the podcast, not mm. because I'm interested anymore. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was. I was kind of hate watching this last night because I was like, Good. I've got 40 minutes left, and like nothing, nothing of note happens in yep. that. La- like, like there's nothing there. So I don't know. I'm maybe being too nice to this movie because it's like I just. I did think not, maybe I, I think just, you I, are, no. but also like I don't know. I like my buddy Kurosawa. I'm usually pretty. I would say even his, I think we've said it before, like with maybe Hidden Fortress or something where it's like even his weaker entries are still better than a lot of the bad movies that we've watched in the Criterion so far, where I think this one, I think Hidden Fortress is a lot more entertaining than this, but it's the same kind of thing where it's like, well, there's nothing like that I actively dislike it in where there's movies that we've talked about on this show that I'm like, I really do not like this stuff mm-hmm. like certain qualities of things and this one it doesn't have really have anything like that but i was like man this is just a fucking boring movie like i had no idea that uh, the basis and inspiration for the hit tv show scrubs would be so uninteresting mm-hmm. did you did you get scrubs vibes when you were watching this um i just was like thinking about other like doctor hospital sort of things that i could watch like like dr cox and jd from scrubs no i was thinking about uh the george c scott movie the hospital that i was like i should was like at one point when i was more ambitious and this this movie had like perked me up more i would have maybe gone out of my way to watch that just for fun but no this movie beat me down in what way uh because it's the only movie i wanted to watch (laughs) Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, There's, yeah, I don't know. There's certain things. And I think this movie also kind of plays out more like a TV series where all the side stories with all the people, it's almost like it would work better as an anthology thing where you well, not even in an anthology. That's not the right word. Just like a series where each episode you're introduced to like some new characters and they tell you their story and you're like, okay, one and done 40 minutes over next episode you're introduced to some other characters and then it's like here's their story 40 minutes done tales of Redbeard's hospital the tales of Redbeard, the pirate yeah exactly oh, i got a review for you oh good uh so i found it weird not being able to see the color of his beard mm-hmm. um i know it's black and white but i was like i want to see if toshiro mufune did have a red red in his beard that would have mm-hmm. been fun do you think they dyed it red for like the movie 
So they, so they, so, they just... so they think in red beards. Yeah. So they're like, oh, he really is red beard. Well, I'm just thinking about uh, what's his ass in Roma. <laughs> I, oh. I, I want to make it so the characters in the movie think in black and white. Think in black and white. Yeah. There's gonna be black and white everywhere. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's a normal thing to do to your crew and cast. Sure. Because real life was black and white. Remember then? Oh, right. Yeah. Memories are black and white because people don't dream in color. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I think this thing would be would benefit from being a series where if you want to tell all these stories, that's fine. But you should like break it off into smaller chunks that are consumable, like 40 minutes a pop instead of one big three hour mess of a thing. Um, so there's that. This movie also has some funny things in it where I was like, okay, where like the the test for the med school uh, med school student is basically like, here's a crazy lady, figure it out, and then they like dump on that lady who has like deep psychological problems. They're like, figure it out, and he's like, okay, that seems like a good test. Or when uh, the one thing I thought was really funny actually is when they're doing like the surgery on the crazy lady, and. Uh, the med student comes in and Redbeard is like, uh, her intestines are coming out, push him back in. And then he faints. I thought that was really funny for some reason, but I was also kind of surprised to see nudity in this, which is also like when I was saying I was surprised to see the gore and the violence. I was like, Oh, I didn't expect that. I don't know. Were you surprised by nudity in this thing? Um, maybe that was when I was sleeping. (laughs) It's only like five seconds. So do you know that surgery scene where he pushes the intestines back in? Okay. You don't see the intestines, but that lady is naked and you do see it. I'm an old pervert, so I noticed. I was like, I didn't even even think I noticed her being naked. She was naked. Okay. Jared, let me tell you. She was naked, man. It was all out. It was all out like gout, my friend. But uh, yeah, that's right. Anyways, I was just saying that I was uh, I was a little surprised by that. I was like, man, is that nudity? And then later I was like, man, is that bone sticking out of that skin? <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? Yeah. This is weird. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't know. I think we're both at a weird spot here where it's like, well, the movie is it's good. Like it's well put together. But at the same time, it's not very interesting to either of us, <laughs> to either of us. So maybe we are being too nice to it because mm-hmm. it's. Criterion alum, but and Kurosawa, I, I mean, and on. Curse. Oh, come on! But I, I don't know. I, there must be something to it because, we, like, we, when we get when we get to La Dolce Vita, I'm not going to be nice on that because it's Criterion alum Federico the Fart Fellini. I don't care. I'll talk. I'll talk about that movie. In <laughs> honesty, as I talk through burps, yeah, it's on Mulaney style. Yeah. I don't know, Jared. It's it's very okay. I have like five notes for this thing. It was a real waste of paper, to be honest. Yeah, I've got about three. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Here, RJ. Let's what? kick let's kick loose some thoughts here. Let's let's okay. take a look at who hates this movie. Sure. This first one makes me laugh. From Evan Bauer, one and a half star, Criterion DVD Library. <laughs> Is is that it? That's it. Is that good or like what does that mean? It's one and a half star review. Wow. Wow. What is what tell us about Evan? 
a big time Criterion watcher. Yep. Uh, a Canadian boy mm-hmm. from the East Coast, though. Mm, favorite movies include that new movie, Burning. Mm. Making waves. Yeah. Uh, Rushmore, Days of Heaven, Vertigo. Uh, their bio is kind of funny. It says, "My terrible taste. Let me show you." It shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, just lots of Criterion's actually five star movies are like The Wages of Fear, Brazil, Blowout, uh, Juliet of the Spirits. Hey now. Hey. Citizen Kane. Yeah, it's all Criterion's. Twin Peaks. Oh no. Uh-oh. I found it. Call me by the right I, I knew it. I, it's like, that's the one. That's or only... call me by your name. Yes. It, it is. Well, actually, Force Awakens is five stars, too. Oh. Uh, so it's all Criterions except for Call Me By Your Name and Force Awakens. Okay. And it is always that movie. It's always that movie. But that's my point. It's always that fucking movie. All right. So stop. Let's continue on. That's, uh-huh. that's the lowest review this movie's got. Uh, yeah. And then we got a bunch of two stars. Luka Stoshik. What on earth? This is the work of a 10-year-old boy, so petulant and pompous and self-aggrandizing is this DOA melodrama. So shockingly bad is this film that it automatically disqualifies Kurosawa from best director ever status. So I would never mm, have, I'd never I have would, I would never have him on that list anyway. Who said that anyways, yeah. Well, lots of people do, but not oh. not us. What yep. was he thinking? Prepare for three hours of the impossibly condescending and flat out ignorant mantra. Some people are good, some are bad. I haven't seen all of Kurosawa, but I've seen enough to be thoroughly disappointed and to experience an unhealthily large dose of secondhand embarrassment. Avoid at all costs. Hmm. You know what you should avoid at all costs? Luca Stoichich is taste in movies. Yeah. His bio says, where are all my fellow film school dropouts and Gatorade addicts? And then there's a thing of lots of essays, apparently. Uh, only two five-star movies, Jarrett. Oh. Only two. Discerning. Uh, one is, has the bad guy from The Mask. Do you remember him? The bad guy from The Mask? Jim Carrey's The Mask? Uh, no. A movie called Clean Shaven from 1993. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hey, future Criterion creep. Is that so? Yeah. Uh, the other so one schizophrenia. is... Schizophrenia. Oh, I see. It's a real ride. The other one looks like it's part of the Eclipse series. It's called Dying at Grace by Alan King. Oh, yeah. The actuality dramas of Alan King. Those are the only two five that. stars. I own that movie and I've never you own seen that it. One? Yeah. So here's the thing, Jared. There's ha, there's a couple half star reviews. There's one for Mandy. Uh, there's a one star roof for uh, one star rating for Deadpool two, which is Corpse's favorite movie. Uh, but there's a half star rating for like Eden Lake, which is pretty good, and a half star rating for Biodome. <laughs> I don't think that's fair. Biodome's pretty good, Jarrett. Mm. Biodome is pretty good. Well, Jarrett. I got another two star here from Kevin Nash. The wrestler? Diesel himself. <laughs> wow, I didn't big, know he was a film guy. Big, big, big sexy. Ooh. A curious misfire from a great director. This is a film so recklessly gushy about its titular character and so overwhelmingly quixotic in its optimistic views on human nature that it comes off as totally melodramatic. That, 
coupled with its three-plus-hour runtime and episodic, unfocused structure makes the film play out like an unbearably long pilot to a medical drama television show. Mm. Not even Kurosawa's gorgeous eye for compositions, nor uh, Toshiro Mufune's soulful, and at times slyly funny performance can elevate this material. Mm. It's a prime example of how much a strong story and its plotting are integral to a great film, even with masters in front of and behind the camera. So me and me and Kevin Nash we're we're kind of on the same same page same page I think. Well, seven, Kevin Nash doesn't have like horrible taste. All the five stars are they're like Criterion movies for the most part. There's a couple things like Toy Story, Body Snatchers from the seventies. Uh, your favorite movie, Halloween, is also five stars. The, the um, new one or the original? The the original. Uh, Frozen is five stars. Uh, Rebecca, uh, actually, the other people had five stars for Rebecca also. Hmm. But Lady Bird, Shape of Water, also five stars, which is weird. But here's the thing, Jared. There's only, uh, they have nine one-star reviews. One of them is The Replacements with friend of the show, Gene. Welcome to Mooseport Hackman, which I actually think The Replacements is a pretty fun movie. But then also... The Big Green. Now, have you seen The Big Green, Jarrett? It is not a one-star affair. Oh. Not in the slightest bit. That is Steve Gutenberg doing his thing. It's the fat, red-haired kid from The Sandlot yeah. doing his thing. The Big Green is a pretty pretty premium movie. <laughs> so I, I really don't think this is a five-star affair. Okay. Or, I mean, a one-star affair, sorry. Okay. So this guy's not being very fair. Oh, man. On his rating. Take, take that, Kevin Nash. Take that, Kevin Nash, you fuck. Finally, Jacob Gemmon. Two stars. Gemmon? Yeah. Oh, okay. I really struggled with this. Maybe a part of my struggle was an assumption, a dumb one, that this was a pirate movie. In my world, color <sighs> plus beard equals pirate. Plus, yep. the scruffy visage of Toshiro Mifune just screams, Craggy Ship Captain. This yes. is not a pirate movie. It doesn't take place on the sea or in salty pubs or amid a port town. <laughs> mm-hmm. Instead, it's the story of a young doctor with ambition who gets placed in an intern position with an established small-town doctor, a position he didn't ask for, that he didn't want. We see various stages of the clinic and his reaction to the situation, but the meat of the story is various interactions. <laughs> <laughs> Wo- woeful monologues extended flashback scenes and the occasional stoic glare of Mifune to mm-hmm. me it felt like a whole lot of random encounters building blocks that per- supposedly changed the young doctor's worldview. but he kept but he's kept at arm's length for the majority of the movie I felt like as a viewer I was seeing the change in the young doctor because I was being told he was changing not because I could gleam the information from how he is presented at over three hours Redbeard feels more like a series of character linked short stories than a cohesive film but it's mm-hmm. not structured like you'd expect a series of short stories to be, creating a flailing search on my part for a semblance of a plot to snap everything into focus. As you'd expect, with a well-regarded Akira Kurosawa film, Redbeard scores highly pretty much everywhere. Despite my pittance of a score, this will be tagged for a rewatch at some point to see if a second viewing, without the burdensome expectations, <laughs> will allow <laughs> me to find that something everyone else seems to have found from watching it. Fair. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I didn't think this was going to be a, a pirate picture. Um, that That's kind of cool idea of it. I was but, hoping. Yeah, but uh, no, no, no pirate picture. Uh, I don't know what I was expecting. I think a 
a drama about a man named Redbeard and his like life, maybe like it was like going to be like a, uh, a movie about a bigger than life figure or something like that. But instead it's this very low key kind of thing at a, mm. at, at a peasant hospital. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what I was expecting, but, uh, this guy seems like he is on our, our wavelength. Five star affairs include battle Royale, the raid Two, cannibal Holocaust, martyrs i am a ghost i think you watched that recently yeah the devils uh but also phantasm no no uh the shape of water five stars that is and then i think it's funny here his uh bio he says i'm not really a critic by any stretch of the imagination i just like to watch movies and regurgitate what i saw in some sort of reaction skip ahead to i have a weakness for animation coming of age movies that uh, coming of age shit movies that can be described as disturbing and the criterion collection. However, this guy has a few half star ratings. One of them is osmosis Jones. Jared, have you ever seen osmosis? Jones? <laughs> That's a good movie. What do you, who, who doesn't like osmosis Jones? Honestly, <laughs> Honestly, who doesn't like Osmosis Jones? That's a good show. No. Have you seen it? Um, I tried watching it, and no, a movie sucks. But it's from your buddy, the Fairley Brothers. Yeah, I know. And, and the people who brought us stuck on you. Isn't it like Bill Murray with like he's got like stomach problems? Yes. He's working at a zoo. But, is that is that something? Yes. Right? Yeah. No. But then Chris Rock is a white blood cell in his body named yeah. Osmosis Jones. Yeah, yeah. R- R.J. Sometimes. Sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you're on the wrong. Sometimes you're wrong. No, I think sometimes you're wrong. No. <laughs> sometimes all of you are wrong, and I'm going to tell you about it. I got a lot of problems with you people, no. and you're going to sit here, and you're going to listen to we're them. We're going to hear about RJ's guilty pleasures that he feels that people have to all celebrate. Come on. Come on. What? He also has one star for Jack. That's wrong. That's a five-star movie. No, it's not. Jungle to Jungle with your buddy Tim Allen? That's not a one-star movie. My, my problem would be that I wouldn't even bother rating this type of thing because they're like not even movies worth rating. And it's like, unless you unless this person is going out of their way to re-watch these types of movies to like actually uh, evaluate them, uh, this, this is like uh, off the cuff, like, oh, that's a horrible movie, and then you just give it one star. That, uh, that I would say is like uh, unfair to do because it's like, why, why even bother? That's just like... Your opinion, man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Um. Anyways, so Redbeard. A movie. A movie. Not is the best way to describe it. Yeah. Not creep certified. Yeah. It's. It's a movie. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I'd I'd be curious to hear from people who really like this movie and present their case because we have no platform to show that showcase that comment on YouTube. Like you people who comment on our hidden fortress review and are really angry that, uh, I don't buy the star Wars shit. It's, it's the weakest fucking connection. Get over it. Well, there's a video that shows it side by side. I get, we, Nobody we, gives we, a we shit. continue to get like comments about that. I was like, I don't care. I don't care about that movie. I never want to see it again. It's boring. It's like, why does anyone care? Okay, if you're listening to this, if you like our show, go on that review and tell those people that they're dumb and that we hate them. Yeah. And that they're wrong. Yeah, take it out on them. 
take it out on them and then also you know do whatever nice stuff for us like you can send us presents and gifts and things like send it to me though because Jared doesn't share yeah yeah fine yes after the break uh-huh RJ's tits and whoa broken bones are going to just be hey. poking out everywhere but just push it back in it's fine uh I feel like the things you say are gross Just standing there I thought I was only dreaming, yeah I kissed you then And then once again Are you uh, now a better human being? Have you learned lessons about the poor in like your role in healing people through laughter? Like Patch one- Adams? Oh, like Patch Adams now, eh? The one thing I know for sure is that if you were sick, I wouldn't help you. What if I was sick with a Q? What if I was what? so sick, but with like two Qs? No, that's not what we're doing. I'm not going to play your game, Duncan. You can email us at criteriancreeps at gmail.com and not play that game. Not play that game. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnloaf. Oh, yeah. We got a Patreon. We've got a YouTube. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes. Still waiting for some of those hot reviews from people who haven't given one before that are using that particular platform. Reviews help. I know a lot of people get their pods on alternative media things that take them from other things, but just review it on everything that you can find. Just Google us and then review it on there. Five stars or bust, though. That's that's the how it goes. Yeah, we need we need them. So bad. Oh yeah. Hey RJ. What? Next week. Oh no. A double header. Ooh. Ooh. What really? Seems like it's been a long time. Not long enough. But wait. Spines 160 and 161. Rene Claire, the man who brought us everyone's favorite, Le Million, he oh. reappears here next week with Anu La Liberté from 1931 and Under the Roofs of Paris from 1930. I don't know what any of that fucking means, dude. Well, we're all going to find out together. I don't want to watch this stuff. Can I opt out? Mm, no. Can you find someone else to do the show? 
Nope. If uh, if I have to do it, you have to do it. It's not how this works. Yeah, that's how it's gonna go. Is that what we've been doing this whole time? Tit for tat. Ugh. Ugh. Here we go. Mm, I'm tired. Well then, perfect timing. Good night. Yep. Yeah. Um. Good bed. Oh no, wait. That's not how that goes. <laughs> <laughs>